actually, we're lucky. We're really lucky because we have God on our side and God always wins in the end. Yes. So let the games begin. In Australia, something unbelievable is happening. I am going to introduce you to the parents of a real Australian hero. Monica Smith has been arrested in Australia and being held because she is fighting for democracy. She's fighting for normal human rights. She's fighting against the vaccine passports and the unbelievable brutality that's going on in Australia right now, forcing vaccine mandates on everyone. You're going to want to stay tuned for this one. Great news, everyone. Just after we shot this video interview with Monica's parents, Monica was actually released on bail. Here is a photo of her standing outside the correctional facility with her boyfriend. This is going to be an awesome interview. Have a look. John and Lise Smith, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. John and Lee Smith, it's great having you on the program. I, I told you before we started that, uh, you know, I am uh, very, if I were you, I'd be very, very proud of, uh, of my daughter. And uh, I think a lot of, a lot of families uh, can see the heroic actions of your daughter and uh, just wish that their own children would show that kind of uh, resolve in the midst of great persecution. Um, if you could start by telling us a little bit about Monica and uh, about, first of all, what she's facing right now, and then we'll get a little bit more into her history. Give us what happened with, uh, with your daughter. Well, Monica is uh, 33 years old at the moment. She's not married, so she's single. Uh, I think what led up to what she's doing at the moment is probably 10 years of other work she's done around the world. She's worked in, uh, as an investigative journalist. She's never went to journalism school, so she had nobody to tell her what to say or what to do. She did it all on her own. She, she paid for all the trips herself because she worked very hard in real estate and she was able to save a lot of money. So one of the first projects was um, with the same-sex marriage bill that came to Australia, and it was voted on 60% pro and 40% negative. And um, so she was very active in that. And one day she came downstairs and she said to us, Dad, this is something wrong with this, something wrong with this. I've got to do something about this. So she started videotaping and, and, and researching. And uh, in the, the first interview that she did on Facebook, she had 1,500 people watching. So she said, oh, my goodness, people are really interested in this. Yeah. So uh, this went on for two or three weeks. And um, she said, Dad, I've made it. I've had 500,000 people hits on my on my page and I've had two death threats, so I've made it. <laughs> That's where it all sort of started. Then she ended up in Asia. She went to all the, a lot of the Asian countries to work with the uh, children that were being sold by their parents in the sex trade. She yeah. worked there quite a bit, raised, raised money for the orphanages over there. She spent quite a bit of time there. She ended up in, in America and uh, she did... Um, 
she went to Florida with the with the big floods that you had, that a big hurricane you had over there, and uh, it was about a year after it happened. And so she was able to report on that and see how badly the people were off because they weren't getting the money that the government promised them. Then she did a big article on the opium trade in America, and that led into three or four pilgrimages that she did in America, and she reported on those and also did videos, one in Canada also in Quebec, and I was with her on that one there. So this is how it all sort of started. So when um, the situation happened with the so-called COVID-19, she said, said the same thing to me, Dad, I've got to do something about this. It's just wrong, you know. And unfortunately, she was she was busy doing a documentary for us. We did a documentary of a lady good success and Garcia Moreno in in Ecuador, and uh, she was starting to work on that to put it all together. And uh, so I said, she said to me, Dad, what do I do? Do I work on on this documentary that you guys have started, or do you want me to do this? I said, I think you, you need to do what you feel is the right thing to do. So she started. And very similar things that happened when she first started with the uh, the same-sex marriage bill. Uh, straight away, she got thousands of hits, and that's sort of where it started. Mm. Monica's strength is um, she sees a problem and she looks for a solution. So it really started when she felt that people's voices were not being heard during the first lockdown. So she thought, how can we have a silent protest? So this was all done online. She collated evidence uh, material and sent it to the MPs. Then she encouraged people to send letters. And then she had letterbox um, deliveries, which was great for people. They could get out of their home and into the sunshine and deliver these letters. Um, she then started working with lawyers to find legal ways people can navigate through all of these um, restrictions that we had. One of the things that she um, is very happy with is um, the satellite groups that she has created. She has over 90 all over Australia, and then one leader from each group. They have a Zoom once a week, and then she can mobilize people right away on issues that come up. And this allows people to um, have that support with like-minded people. And many have said that, you know, they were really depressed but once they got in contact with these groups, they just felt supported and heard. And her latest T-shirt says, empower, engage, enlighten. And that kind of is where it, it, it really um, sums up what she's trying to give back to the people. How did it come to uh, Monica being arrested? Because this is absolutely outrageous. We're going to play a little clip of the arrest as, as she was describing it um, now, and uh, we'll watch this. I've just been pulled over by the cops, probably because I'm outside of my 5Ks, but um, we'll see what happens. So I just thought I'd put the live stream on just in case. Hello Monica, Hi. how are you doing? Good, you? We're just from the Springvale Police Station. Sure. Uh, at the moment, we need to have a chat to you about um, a matter of incitement, so I need to place you under arrest for that, okay? Pardon? At the moment, you're under arrest for incitement. Have you guys been following me? You do not have to say I do anything about anything you say to you, mate. Reporting and evidence. Do you understand that? Do you understand that, Monica? No comment. Okay. Please share this video as much as possible. Right. Monica Smith has Can just been arrested for just incitement. Can you for me, please? Fine. We're okay, that. 
How did we get here? How did we get to the arrest of Monica? Well, Monica's uh, has become a, a large, with a large following, over 100,000 in different areas. Um, so obviously the police have been watching her, uh, every move that she's made. And she's made a lot of public speeches at protests. She's obviously also um, mentioned to people that there's going to be a process here and there. So uh, the, the reason she was arrested was for incitement, two charges of incitement, which is so broad that it's crazy. And also three charges of not following the health uh, directive, the chief health officer directive. And those, those charges are um, in Australia law infringements. So they're like a traffic traffic infringement. So she should not have been arrested, but she was arrested. That's where it started. I think they just wanted to, to silence her and to create a situation where she was afraid and she would she would she would buckle down and listen to them. Um, I mean they went they obviously got her computer and all that sort of stuff so they could check everything that was on there. Now what I find most incredible is that because this is just an infringement and like you said, like a, a traffic violation, why is she being held in prison? Um why is she being held? Uh, that that just seems totally nuts. But I want you to describe uh particularly what the odious thing she was supposed to sign uh in order to get released, if you could. She seemed to be one of several people that were being arrested. And when you look at their profile, they all have a lot of members. The process seems to be that they arrest them, even though it's not lawful. But once they get a bail condition on them, then once that is broken, that is a legally binding um, offense. And then you go back into prison, and this time lawfully. And so the bail hearing happening um, in a few hours today is very, very important. Um, but the first bail hearing that she had was they, they tried to do everything very quickly. They arrested her about one o'clock, they interviewed her, and they wanted to do, they had about 10 or 12 conditions that she wanted to abide to. One of them was to close down her Reignite Democracy Australia site. And also stop. She also has a political party called Reignite Democracy because it's the only way you can make a difference in Australia and probably in other countries that you have to start a party. So they wanted to shut everything down about twelve conditions, and uh, she said, "No, I'm not doing that." So then they tried to do it that night at three o'clock in the morning. They tried to get her to sign these documents, and we mobilised in the meantime a uh, solicitor, uh, a barrister. Uh, and also now we have a, a couple of other barristers that are helping helping at the moment. So then another bail hearing a couple of days later where um, they, they dropped the conditions quite a bit more, but she, she still would not sign them because yeah. <laughs> that was ridiculous. So now today at 10 o'clock, she's having a, a bail hearing in the Supreme Court, which is most unusual, and it's going to be on a link so people can watch it. So, um, yeah, so that's sort of a, bit, a little bit of a background of what's happening in the last couple of weeks. It's just absolutely unbelievable. Uh, also, though, her courage in the face of all of this uh, insanity is is really, really remarkable. Um, I know uh, you two are, are very faithful in, in your faith and your belief in God and, and everything else. Um, does that play a factor in Monica's life as well? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yes. I mean, she when we are no longer able to speak to her. They've cut off all of her calls. Um, 
and we can't send anything to her. So there's no way of communicating anymore. But the last conversation, she made it very, very clear that it's her faith that is sustaining her. You know, she does rosaries pacing around this little room. Um, it, you know, often God does that. He takes you away from the world and has you just to himself. And she had very consciously um, had the conversation with him saying, use me, use my life. And so I think it will be, um, it's been a very empowering um, experience for her from that point of view. And honestly, the lawyers are surprised at how resilient and how firm she is. And I think that's just a sign of God's strength um, supporting her. And all the prayers, my goodness, we are overwhelmed and we are so grateful for the masses being said and the prayers um, it means everything to us. One of the reasons that Monica is in this situation is because she's defending truth. Um, and if you don't, you suppress it. And on her latest T-shirt, she put the quote of George Orwell, in a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. It's an amazing yes. thing. And I bet you that after this program, Monica Smith will be getting... Many, many more prayers from all of our LifeSite fans who are now very much fans of Monica Smith. Um, if you could, John and Liz, tell us um, in your own words, what would be Monica's message, not only for Australia, but for all the world right now? One of the first statements that she relayed to us was, and I'm sure you've seen it, um, I would rather be in jail with no rights than to willingly sign my rights away and the other was if they can't break me they can't break you yeah what was monica's in in her description to you what was her take on the vaccines and on the vaccine mandate well the research that she's done um she obviously feels that it shouldn't be mandated uh, first of all a lot of us believe that it's not even a vaccine um, as he f certainly feels that, uh, you know, it shouldn't be mandatory because, uh, you know, <laughs> he's not an anti-vaxxer, by the way. She's pro-choice and she's especially pro-informed consent. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that's what people like Monica are all about is presenting both sides of the story and giving people material that, unfortunately, the mainstream media is neglecting to do. And so, you know, it's all about people being empowered with knowledge and truth. And yet that is being stomped on so hard. Australia has been somewhat of a horror show for the whole wide world, seeing the particularly the brutality of the enforcement of things. Uh, and, and sad to say, particularly from the police. Wh why is that? It, honestly, the, the world looks at that with shock, e even in, in, you know, in America, we're looking and, and going just really shocked at what's going on. You know, the Garcia Moreno documentary we mentioned, um, one statement he made is without justice, there is no freedom. And so I think what we're seeing is our system is breaking down. When we used to be able to rely on the justice system, now it seems like um, laws are being passed on legislated laws during this state of emergency. And sometimes in the middle of the night, 
This government has a majority government, so they easily push their laws through the lower house. And then where the opposition should be presenting opposition, it, it's like they're both painted with the same brush now. And so things are changing, and this court hearing is important in that we have no way of knowing if the loopholes that used to exist have been eradicated. Um, it's done so quickly um, and without our knowledge. This is why uh, it's it's so important to have that um, support. We're really looking for God's intervention here yeah. because it's such a broken system. Even though she's got fantastic lawyers, it's still, there's no way of knowing which way this is going to go. And it is certainly going to highlight what rights we have left. Your daughter is standing up for the whole country. The democracy in Australia, freedom in Australia, patient rights in Australia, the right to a conscience in Australia, in some ways is is hanging on your daughter right now. And, and you know, given her courage, her faith, um, and just the way she's so beautifully standing up for all these ideals. It's, uh, I don't think Australia could have a better champion at this time. John and Liz, I want to thank you so much for being with us on this episode of the John Henry Weston Show. May God bless you, and please be assured of our prayers for uh, for Monica and for all of you. Thank, thank you, you very much. And I just wanted to say to the American people, uh, we've had a lot of interest from America giving us prayers and, and even a lot of peace uh, contacting us that she met while she was on pilgrimages, saying masses for her and, and all that good stuff. So we really appreciate it. Thank you. And may God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Hi, this is John Henry Weston, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News. I'm coming to you today because we want to be sure that we are communicating clearly with you, our loyal followers. Things are really heating up, as I'm sure you can see. Christians, conservative truth-tellers are being targeted, are being banned from social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at an alarmingly fast rate. They are attempting to suppress any narrative that does not fit that of the mainstream media. We knew this day would come. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to LifeSiteNews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe, and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. 
We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parlor, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.